This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. G'day and welcome to Battle 2 Metal, Metalheads Radio. Local, national and international news, interviews and the latest new releases brought to you by NPR, Battle of Two Peoples Radio. G'day and welcome to Manor 2 Metal, Metalheads Radio. This week we were lucky enough to talk to Michael Amott from the band uh, Arch Enemy. So uh, that's going to be featured in two sections of the show. Then we're going to be playing some new Metallica from the their upcoming release, 72 Seasons. Um, and then we'll finish off the show with some Kiwi metal, as we normally do. So first off, to kick off the uh, new s- the section with Michael Amott, first off, we're going to have a track from their latest album, Deceiver, and we're going to be opening with the track, The Watcher. Um, and then we're going to be playing the track after the first part of the interview, Deceiver, Deceiver.
G'day, we're talking with Michael Emmett from the band Arch Enemy. They're playing February the 12th. They're back here again, um, playing the Power Station. Everybody's absolutely amped for it. How are you going today, Michael? Hey, how you doing? Thank you for having me. Oh, mate, the pleasure's ours, man. So you're back here with Arch Enemy. Um, you came here with Carcass also many moons ago. Um, what right. would be your um, greatest memories of New Zealand? Oh, many. I mean, it was just such a cool experience, you know. I think coming when I came with Carcass, I think that was the first time I'd ever been here. I mean, there <laughs> in in uh, in New Zealand, and uh, yeah, obviously a legendary place, you know. Um, hear so much about it, but never get never had the opportunity to go there, so that was super cool. And then we came back, I think, the following year with uh, with Arch Enemy, but I think that's over ten years ago. So it's not really a place we go we go very often. It's just like a, it's a rare treat, you know. So we're super excited to get back out there now, uh, uh, very soon. Oh, mate, that's pretty. I mean, that's the thing. It's also a, a rare treat for us as well, you know. I mean, we've been getting lucky in the last few years. Uh, we've got a great promoter down here, but um, you know, it was a long oh, yeah. time coming. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I think what last time we were down there, it was a totally different era of the band. I mean, it was with. Uh, different singer and you yep. know, it's many moons ago so yeah i mean we've had this whole other trajectory and, and, and thing going on with the band since then so it's going to be super cool to come back now and, and show what we're, arch enemy is all about now excellent mate that's absolutely brilliant um the support band just got announced a few days ago which is a, a band called bullet belt from uh, wellington love the band name yeah, oh, they're absolutely brilliant, mate. And you're gonna love the guys. So that that killer dude. Um, there's a the the guitarist is a young fella. Well, one of the guitarists is a young fella called Isaac Lundy, and dude, he's an absolutely amazingly talented guitar player. And I mean, like you you know how there's I mean there's there's guitar players that can play technical and all that sort of stuff, or they 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 come through uh, maybe not so technical, and they you, you can hear their soul. This guy's got the whole package, man. And um, you should definitely have a chat with him when you, if you get a chance, mate. He's in so many different bands. He's in a band called Imperial Slave as well, which um, just finished touring through Europe with uh, Flesh God Apocalypse. So um, I don't know if you got to see any of their shows when uh, just recently. No, I did not. No. Oh well, so um, um, yeah. If you do get a chance to uh, have a chat to this guy Isaac, uh, I know he would absolutely love to talk to you. Oh yeah, for sure. Excellent. I'm, I'm so, checking. I'm checking them out now. Imperial Slave, but yeah, Bullet man. Belt is the band that's that's going to play with us. Yeah, Bullet Belt's the band that's going to play with you guys, and um, he's one of the guitarists. I've got two guitarists, um, and oh, they're absolutely killer band with heaps of energy. You'll um, you'll really enjoy them. They're they're, they're good fellas. Cool. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm going to check them out. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, excellent, mate. No, precious hours. Um, so you guys released your 11th album, uh, Deceivers, uh, back in uh, August last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, right, yeah. You, you must be happy to be able to finally get back out on the road and tour with it. I mean, it, it was a long time coming. It was, oh, man. I mean, we had two and a half years off the road, which is highly unusual for us. I don't think it hasn't happened to me since I was 14 years old since I started playing guitar. <laughs> 
So, um, you know, and then, you know, we finally got back on the road in, and that was in the States back in April uh, last year. So we we released a, a few singles. We released like six singles ahead of the album. Yeah. So we had like new music out there, but the album wasn't coming out yet. So it's just a... And then finally the album dropped in August uh, last year, yeah. So, yeah. Um, oh, man. I mean, so great. There was a lot of doomsday prophecies and a lot of negativity about the music <laughs> business the industry and we're never going to go to live shows again. And I was like, oh, man, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, to see everything swing back, you know, come back and the way it has. It's, I mean, it's it's been a rocky start, I guess, you know, but it's it's just wonderful, beautiful to see. And I think every day on the road for me and every show is a celebration, really, of metal and the, the metal culture and, the yeah, just live music culture. Oh, that's awesome, man. I mean, and that's it. I mean, like, uh, I know there was a lot of negativity. I mean, there's still people talking about the, the, the bus prices, you know, for tour buses and all that and how there's shortages and all that. Right. Sort of I mean, dude, it must do right. your head and when all you want to do is get out there and play. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, you know, and luckily we have a great team with Arch Enemy behind us. You know, it's it's a really uh, smooth operation, actually, for the most part. And uh, we've been lucky in many aspects of what's happened. Uh, I I don't really share the negative, uh, 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 the, some of that stuff that I've read that other uh, people are complaining about hasn't really affected us that much. Uh, I don't know. We you know we but. At the same time, I know where they're coming from. Gas prices, et cetera, affect everybody, right? So, yeah. you know, everything costs a lot more money, you know. But you know what? I don't know. I'm not really doing it for the money anyway <laughs> at this point. I'm just I'm just having a great time, you know. And, uh, you know, I've had some really successful years. We've had some very successful years with Arch Enemy. So, I mean, you know, if it's a bit of a, in these first few years coming back now after all that stuff, I mean, you know, it is what it is. You know, we want to be out there playing music for the fans. That's what we do. So that's what we're going to do. Oh, that's what we love to hear, man. I mean, you know, there's, there are bands out there that are just doing it for the money. And, you know, dude, it's just not right, mate. Yeah. You know? Well, it's not that it's not right, but, you know, it's all about the love of metal. And that's, you know, that's what it's all about. Yeah. So um, you guys. Um, reportedly started writing um, Deceiver's Way back in 2018. I mean, it, it must have felt like such a long time to finally get it out. I mean, that's almost four years yeah, in between. Yeah, was it 2018? Yeah, I mean, I guess because, you know, I mean, when once we put out uh, the previous album, Will to Power, in 2017, of course, you know, a few months after releasing that, I'm, al- I'm already coming up with a riff here and there, a little melody, a little lyric thing. And then, you know, so the process starts slowly. But then I think we got really serious about the writing of, of the Deceivers album in, like, January 2020. And then, you know, we were just getting pumped up about that, getting into that whole mode of uh, writing and recording a new album. But then the kind of things, then things kind of slowed down. The whole world paused for a while there. So, you know, everything got logistically really shitty, you know, because we have members all over the world and, you know, it's just everything got really complicated but uh, for a yeah. while there. But, you know, we got it done, and uh, that's what matters in the end. And, uh, yeah, but, I mean, of course, right. I, will, I mean, I, there's already a ton of new music as well that we haven't put out yet. So, you know, I don't know. There's always new music happening sort of under the behind the scenes. Oh, mate, that's awesome because that was where I was headed next was, yeah, I mean, about do you guys write on the road and have you guys started working on new material? 
I don't consciously write on the road because it's like there's so much to do with the traveling and the and the yeah, just the whole routine of being on the road. It's a kind of time consuming, you know. Everything that you want to do it takes more time than if you're at home, you know. So it's like the lo- oh, just the practical stuff. And then you know, there's a lot of we do. We stay pretty busy. We do have these, you know, meet and greets, and we have these, uh, you know, meeting fans. And then we have like a sound checks. The day is broken up into all these different segments and on the road release. Really. So, and then you kind of get a bit fatigued from all the traveling as well, to be honest. So you don't have all that extra energy. But when I get home is when I really kick into writing riffs and stuff. You know, my routine at home is just to you know drink coffee and I switch on the amp here and I start playing guitar in my music room, you know, and I riff for a couple of hours every day, you know, that's what I do. Oh, and then uh, if, I, if I come across anything that sounds, that sort of uh, sounds interesting, then I just, uh, I just record that a little bit and then uh, put it away, you know, store it away for the future. And then, you know, once I get into writing, doing like the demos and seriously writing music, I do that together with uh, our, our drummer Daniel, and then um, then I kind of go back to those ideas that I've had over the year, you know. So then there's a lot of stuff on my phone, you know, a lot of riffs and stuff like that. So yeah, it's fun. It's a fun process, you know. It's um, being creative is uh, super uh, gratifying and exciting, of course, and to see it all come out like on an album and everything is. No, but then hitting the road is also equally as cool, you know, because then, you know, you, you've written all these parts, these songs, that, uh, and then, you know, you meet the audience all around the world and they're, they're loving it. So, I mean, that's, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, man. Oh, that's it. I'm living the dream. Um, yeah. I want to ask you a little bit about that, the, the, the writing process and how you guys work. I mean, you, you've talked briefly about you and Daniel working on stuff. Um, mm-hmm. do you bring it to the other guys and do, what do they bring to the party? I mean, obviously, Alicia would bring some lyrics and stuff, or how does that work? Correct. Yeah, I mean, you know, basically, I, I mean, I'm writing most of the music, and then Daniel's also a collaborator, uh, he's also writes music as well. And we've been, we've been, we've been playing together for 27 years, so we have a way of working, we have a, a musical language, you know, with, that we sort of communicate in, and that's a, we have a great flow. And um, then uh, the others, of course, contribute with their performances and stuff like that. You know, it wouldn't sound the same if somebody else played their parts. So yeah. I think everybody's important in that way. And Elisa writes about half of the lyrics usually, typically. And uh, I'll write the other half as well. Sometimes I write a song and I have an idea for the lyric as well. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just like, I like the song, but I don't have any ideas for like how the vocals should go or the lyrics or anything. So those I give to Elisa, and she usually comes up with something really interesting for those, like "Handshake with Hell" on the new album. That was an instrumental demo I sent to her, and she he came back, came into my email inbox like that, you know, on a demo that she done with all the clean vocals and everything. And I was like, "Holy shit, this is, that was really cool." So yes, it's fun. There are some co- collaborations across the board. Well, that's it. I mean, it must be pretty special when that sort of thing happens, and you know, and and bringing your vision to life. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, it's uh, it's you know one of the things that keeps me doing this. I guess you know it's uh, the excitement of creating something new, creating something out of nothing, basically. You know, because you know you can start the day and there's nothing there. You don't have a song, you don't have a riff, you don't have a melody, nothing, no words, anything. And then at the end of the day, you got a full song, 
and you think like, holy shit, that just came out of nowhere. And it's just an unbelievable feeling, really. Yeah. Well, that that was actually leading straight into my next question, which is how does the music come to you? I mean, is it something where, um, like you say, you sit there and noodle and stuff, but, I mean, do you ever, like, hear, like, a full song come into your head, or, or how does it work for you? That's a good question. And, you know, uh, it's really difficult to answer because it's it can happen in, in a lot of different ways. <laughs> you know, there's not one way. I don't really have a set method. Like I said, I do spend a lot of time every day playing guitar. I have a guitar in every room, basically, because I've just, if I want to pick one up, it's right there. And, you know, be it an acoustic or an electric that I can plug in and the amps and stuff. But, um, I think, you know, sometimes I'm nowhere near a guitar and I'll just come up with a little riff for a melody or a kind of a rhythm thing or a lyric. And I have to sort of just make a fool of myself and run into like a public <laughs> toilet or something or in a corner of an airport and try to hum, whistle a little melody into my phone, you know. <laughs> then I'll listen back to that. I'll listen back to that a few days later going, like, what the hell is this? I don't understand <laughs> anything. <laughs> so, you know, some of it's hard to capture them, you know, when you're on the move. But, you know, it's it's really uh, just catching inspiration when it hits you, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I rely a lot on inspiration to hit me. But uh, at the same time, when you do it every day, uh, like, I, like I said, playing guitar every day, that allows me to be, uh, you know, there in the moment, you know, for things to happen, you know. Because if you never play guitar, then yeah. how are you going to come up with ideas? So it's, it's kind of a combination of, you know, I've had, you know, ideas come to me in the weird places, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> weird situations. And you just think that that could be a cool song. Like, and sometimes it's like a whole, almost like a whole song, you know, I'll hear everything, drums, vocals, guitars, yeah. riffs, the intro, everything is coming to me. And I'm like, oh, shit, this movie, like your brain's moving, coming really fast. It's all coming down like really fast into your brain. And it's... uh it's almost like you can't hardly keep up, you know, with the ideas and you're sort of struggling to get them all down before you forget them. Because that's the thing. If I don't record them, I forget them. Yeah. And then uh, they're gone and they're like, holy shit, that was cool. But now I can't remember it. Because <laughs> I think that, you know, I used to think like, well, if it's good enough, uh, then I'll remember it tomorrow. Yeah. Without recording it. But then that's not the case. I found out. <laughs> because then there's something it's under then there's like another idea you know i remember the fret i remember what frets i was on or what kind of, but i won't remember the feel of the riff or whatever you know what i mean so it's always good to get them down in any kind of just a just in a raw you know i just do like a voice message recording or something of it initially you know just to get it down and then uh, yeah take it from there oh, there's man. no wrong or right way to write a song i guess you know it's just uh whatever works you know well, that's right, and then the whole point of it is that it's um, an expression of yourself, and there's not really any rules around there. Well, there shouldn't be any rules around that at all. Mm. No, there, no. That's the great thing about the music that I play. I mean, I'm a totally self-taught musician. Yes. And, you know, I'm playing pretty complex stuff. It's pretty fast. It's pretty intricate. But, uh, you know, it's all self-taught. It's just like a metal, the extreme metal, it's like its own world, you know? Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of knowledge about music, but I don't really, I'm not a, I never learned it at a school or something like that. You know, it just all comes from experience and stuff like that. So, yeah, just, uh, it's kind of a pretty cool way to 
to be creative. You know, it's like I, I just, uh, I was just a kid, you know, listening to Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, and stuff like that, and then went from there. Wow. Started playing guitar. Yeah. Awesome, man.
If you're enjoying this podcast in Manawatu, you could make your very own, just like this one. NPR exists to help people like you tell your story or share your passion on air and online. Check out npr.nz for more information. G'day and welcome to Battle 2 Metal, Metalheads Radio. Local, national and international news, interviews and the latest new releases brought to you by NPR, Battle of Two People's Radio. As part of the uh, last album that Arch Enemy released, they did um, a cover track of uh, one of my favourite songs from the band Fight and the track Into the Pit. So we're going to kick off with that. Uh, then we'll get into the second part of the interview. And then we're going to finish off with something, uh, two more covers, because they did a covers album uh, just before they released this, uh, the last album. And so we're going to be featuring one from his previous band, or one of his previous band, Carcass, and we're going to have the track... Uh, incarnated a solvent abuse and then we're going to finish off with a goodie uh, a cover of Amiga Def track a symphony of destruction so without further ado here we get into into the pit the cover of the fight track um, and then we'll get into the
So um, bringing Jeff Loomis in, I mean, dude, uh, he's pretty impressive himself. He's, he's on the second album doing with you. Uh, he's done two albums with you now. I mean, must have been pretty mm-hmm. amazing bringing him in. I think it was more amazing for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was just he was just sat at home doing nothing at the time, I believe. No, oh, I'm no. joking. Um I think you know it was it was um it worked out great for both of us. Mm-hmm. To be serious. It worked out great for both of us. It was uh I was in we needed a new guitarist, you know. He was already I already knew him very well, I've known him for years. and he was a great player, a great guy, and um also, it worked out very well for him. It was great for him too because he wasn't in a band currently, and yeah. you know he hadn't toured for a few years. This was allowing him. This is a vehicle for him to go out and be on the road and play for the fans, and do that whole thing that we do. You know, travel the world and play guitar. So, what could be better than that? So it was a marriage made in hell or heaven. I mean. <laughs> Oh mate, well I mean, dude, what he brings to the band, yeah, you know, it just takes it up another notch. So yeah, you know, it's really cool, and to have both of you wailing together, uh, it's mm. magic. Um, so you went out with yeah, um, you. went out with Black Earth a few years back, which is obviously the celebration of the the first album that you guys did. Uh, are you guys mm-hmm. planning to do anything more with that? Um, that was a really cool project. Yeah, that was uh, with the. Featuring uh, current and ex-members of Artenemy. Yeah. Like, so we had Johan, the first vocalist, and my brother Chris, yeah, uh, who was the original for the other, other guitarist in the band. So, yeah, that was super fun. We did we did a Japan tour in 2016, and then we did another Japan tour in 2019, and we and we we played a festival as well. One of those in between there somewhere in Japan also. So, so we've only done this in Japan. So it's kind of like a Pretty weird uh, thing, I guess. But, you know, that lineup with the band was uh, quite popular over there in the mid to late 90s. So uh, it's possible to do quite big shows over there, even though it's just a, like a one-off project kind of thing, you know, I guess. We did record a couple of new tracks in 2019 we put out for that tour. If you go to YouTube, you can find one of them. I think it's called Burn on the Flame. Black Earth, Burn on the Flame. There's a video for it. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's... I really enjoy that more. Like, it's a bit more raw than the current Arch Enemy. Maybe it's a bit more brutal, maybe, in some ways. But it's yeah. just it's got more of that old-school sound, which I love as well. So, you know, um, really enjoy doing stuff with, you know, of course, my brother, but also with Johan, the original singer, one of my oldest friends. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's all good vibes, you know. I mean, I don't know. I'd love to do it again. It really depends on timing and if everybody's interested and, you know. Oh, I'm sure there'll be lots of interest out there. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, within the within the, the members as well, you know, what they have yeah. schedule looks like. My brother's in another band. Johan, uh, the singer, is, you know, he uh, works a full-time job and stuff like that. You know. Got to fit in with everybody's schedule. Oh, of course. But it's something, it was definitely uh, something that was a lot of fun to do when we did it. And uh, kind of still dreaming about doing it again sometime. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's what we like to hear. Absolutely fantastic. So, um, 
For uh, what would be one basic tip that you would give for beginner guitarists that um, that you would have liked to have learned when you were uh, first starting yourself? I mean, even though you're self-taught, you know, I mean, there must be something that you sort of learned pretty quickly that sort of uh, you could pass on. Well, I mean, it was such a different time than you know. It was the it was a totally different era of. Um, there was no internet or anything like when I started. That's true. <laughs> you know, so I had to learn everything by ear of, of uh, just LPs or cassettes, you know. Yeah. There was no CDs. <laughs> so it was just like, you know, it's just a, such a different time. So I, I can't really, I can't really give any advice because I don't know what it's like to start out now. I don't know. I think you have, of course, you have YouTube, which is a huge source of, uh, of, um, you know, knowledge right there and, tips and lessons and stuff. Uh, I think, you know, you can get better a lot quicker now. It mm. took me years to get anywhere near. Well, I mean, you know, in the beginning it's pretty fast, but, you know, just to get to a, you can you can reach a high level much faster now, I think. Yeah. So I think, you know, yeah, I don't really know. Like, I get those kind of questions, and I really don't know how to answer them, because when I started out, everything was different, you know. Yeah, I had to write physical letters. I, I had to, you know, send my cassette tape to somebody, and the other, you know, there was <laughs> like sending it. There was no like, <laughs> there was no internet, basically, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it was just totally different. You know, <laughs> it was a brilliant time. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there was an extent. There was, you know, well, I'm, I'm just happy that I lived through that, and I got to do, experience that. But I'm also happy where I'm at now, where everything is at now. You know. You know, you got you can't really, you know. To be fair, if I listen to metal, it's probably the old stuff. Yeah. But if uh, if but um, I still enjoy how the scene is now. You know what I mean? I enjoy where I'm at right now as well. So it's oh, like a... can't think too much about. You can't live too much in the past. You know, you got to sort of move with the times, I guess. Well, that's right. No, I mean, I, I love watching. The, I mean, like I say, the Bullet Belt and them dudes. Uh, and Imperial Slave, and all these younger people coming through. And, uh, I mean, seeing the young people play the music, going to gigs and seeing all these young fellas there. And, I mean, <laughs> it's awesome because I know the, the the future of metal is secure. Yeah. You can hand over the keys to the next. Exactly, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's awesome to see the longevity and, and that it's still around going even harder, you know. I mean, that was it. I mean, it, there was worries there that, you know, I mean, how do you make it a, 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 a more a, a original, you know, because you start to lose that originally, originality and you've got to come up with something new. And it's good to see that these young people coming up with all these different ways to, to play metal. That is true. That is true. That is cool. Metal is forever. Bloody oats, mate. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, you don't see a hell of a lot of um, dudes like that are into rap or anything like that, still doing it at 60 or 70, but you know, I'm, Almost fifty, and I, I'm still loving metal like no tomorrow. You know, still loving going to shows and all that. I mean, metal's something that's in your blood, man. Yeah, it really is. I mean, that just that hard music, that hard metal, just gets under your skin. That's true. Yeah, it stays with you. It stays with you. Oh, very much so. Well, we're getting very close to running out of time, so I've only got um, I've got two questions for you before we let you go. Um, mm -hmm. First off, essential items that you would take out to keep you your sanity on the road i mean is there anything that you have to take with you running shoes or something like that that you have to have with you when you're going out on the road 
Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like a set of gym clothes, you know, which I probably should use more often than I do. <laughs> they're always there, packed away. They're, 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 <laughs> yeah. they're always there, so there's no excuse, you know what I mean? And then, uh, you know, I mean, now I used to bring, like, CDs. I used to bring a whole book of CDs and a CD Walkman. Then I used to bring the iPod with all my music and stuff on there. Now, of course, it's all on the phone, right? So yeah, I have that with me at all times so I can jam my tunes. But I bring a pair of, like, great headphones, you know, that I like, that I can, on the tour bus, I can lie in my bunk you know bed and listen to music or stuff like that that's important to me to have that sort of noise cancellation you know with the and have the 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 music blasting or whatever you know just get away from everything that's fun uh that's essential and then um what else i don't really need much i'm pretty easy going really that's that's good to hear me yeah, <laughs> I can imagine just the essentials, the, the essentials, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, that's absolutely brilliant. Uh, so I've got one last question for you, and that is uh, words of advice for young musicians. I kind of asked this before we directed at guitarists, but just for, for young musicians, mm. what sort of words of advice would you give them? Um, Just, I don't know. I mean, just, that's like a really difficult question, but I get asked that a lot. And what I usually say is, uh, you know, it's just a, uh, to follow your heart and not follow trends. Um, if, if something's really popular at the moment, by the time you've caught up and created your own thing, that is kind of a copy of what's going on at the moment, that that trend is probably gone already or dying out. You know what I mean? So you missed the boat for that. So, <laughs> you know, so it's better to just stay true. So if, you, if you're into like playing, you know, a certain style of metal or a certain style of music, whatever, if that's what you like, you play what you love, basically, because I think that's going to really take you that's gonna if if you if you don't get popular or successful, at least you have enjoyed yourself, you know. So I think you should just play what you love. I guess that's really what it's all about, you know. Yeah.
Metalatoo Metal Metalheads Radio, proudly brought to you by NPR Metalatoo People's Radio. You take a mortal man and put him in control. Watch him become a god Watch people set to hell
If you enjoy this NPR podcast, please consider subscribing. Our podcasts are available on all major podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, as well as the accessmedia.nz app. Welcome to Battle 2 Metal, Metalheads Radio. Local, national and international news, interviews and our latest new releases brought to you by NPR, Battle 2 People's Radio. Okay, Metallica have got to a new album coming out, 72 Seasons, uh, April I believe. Uh, so we're going to first kick off with their first two singles that they've released off this. They're both quite different songs. Um, I definitely encourage you to go read the lyrics for Screaming Suicide. Um, I was uh, a little bit uh, cautious with these new songs, but um, they are starting to grow on me a little bit, and I really do love the lyrical content of Screaming Suicide. Uh, quite a positive message, so um, I definitely encourage you to go check that out. But without further ado, let's get into the two songs a Luxa Turner and then Screaming Suicide. <laughs> Thank you. 
Metalatu Metal Metalheads Radio, proudly brought to you by NPR Metalatu People's Radio.
Okay, we're going to take another step back um, and now play two albums, uh, two tracks off the last album that they released. Um, and we're going to be playing the track Spit Out the Bone, which was my favourite track from that album. Uh, I just thought it was just so aggressive and reminded me of Motorhead. And then we will have the track Confusion, which was my second favourite track of that particular album. So here we go with Spit Out the Bone and then Confusion. <laughs>
Metal Metal Metalheads Radio, proudly brought to you by NPR Metal to People's Radio.
Uh, when the uh, Metallica Metallica, or as they often called the Black Album, was released, uh, a lot of people struggled with it, myself included. Uh, about two or three years ago, they released a album full of covers that a lot of uh, that people did of the tracks on that album, um, and all from varying artists, uh, all out of left field, basically. Um, but the one that I really enjoyed the most uh, was the Ghost cover of Into Sandman. Um, I really enjoyed their interpretation of it, and for me, uh, it was better than the original, and I sort of saw this as way that... Uh, possibly it should have been done i know that view will probably not be held by many others but uh that's what all uh, what it's all about so without further ado we're going to finish off this section with a ghost's version of enter sandman say your prayers little one don't forget my son to include everyone I'll tuck you in warm within Keep you free from sin Till the sanity comes Sleep with one eye open Gripping your pillow tight Exilite And
this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. G'day and welcome to Battle 2 Metal, Metalheads Radio. Local, national and international news, interviews and the latest new releases brought to you by NPR, Battle of Two Peoples Radio. Okay, in this last section is our Kiwi section for the week. Uh, first off, with Bullet Belt being announced uh, for the Arch Enemy support slot, we are now going to play two tracks off their last album, Warlords, and we're going to play the track Impala, and then Mutilate and Destroy. <laughs>
Metalatu Metal, Metal Heads Radio, proudly brought to you by MPR, Metalatu People's Radio.
And we're now going to have something from two more Wellington bands. First off, we're going to have something from Beast Wars and the track Storms of Mars. And then we're going to have something from Bleed This Earth and their first album and The Bell Song.
Metal Metalheads Radio, proudly brought to you by NPR Metal to People's Radio.
And to lighten the mood just a little bit, we're going to finish off the show with something from Horror Story and the track The Moon is Always Full. And uh, we've got a fairly full moon at the moment, so uh, hopefully this lightens the mood and you have a fantastic week. (laughs) 